Les's League. Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Before we get the round one review underway, I do want to give a quick shout out to Evo Sports Co. Uh, the code is still available, guys. It's been available for a while. Big Les 10, you have the chance to get 10% off all Oztag kits. In the Oztag kits, you get Oztags, you get the belt, you get a waterproof football, you even get cones to set up the game. You can literally play Oztag wherever you want. So why wouldn't you go uh, and get yourself an Evo Sports Co. Oztag kit? It is absolutely unreal. Big Les 10 is the code. No spaces. Big Les in capital letters. Big Les 10. You can get 10% off all of your Oztag kits there. So make sure you get into that one. Uh, Evo Sports Co., .com.au is the website for that one. But let's get straight into the week that was round one. What a crazy week. What a crazy week it was in the NRL. Uh, In terms of my tipping guys, I didn't go too well at all. I got three from eight. Three from eight because all the Queensland teams won. Uh, Penrith lost. It was just absolute shambles. Uh, so three from eight for me. It wasn't too good form to start off the year. Uh, the Supercoach side been all right, just under 1,000 points. So it's not too bad there. Uh, just some trades I need to do. In terms of fantasy as well, I got 781 points, which isn't that good either. Um, I need to trade the centers out. I don't think Avarillo or Paul Alamotti went too well. Uh, Ronaldo Molotalo despised the work he did. Only got 15 points as well. So I think what people have to keep in mind with NRL Fantasy and Supercoach, um, NRL Fantasy is much harsher. Um, it, the, the points generally for players are much lower. Um, Jermaine Hopgood, though, I had him in my team. I was a bit 50-50 about him going into the week, but um, he got 87 points as well. So a big week there for NRL Fantasy. Some ups, some downs, uh, both in the NRL and in my fantasy comps for both Sith for both Supercoach um, and for NRL Fantasy there. But let's get into the week that was. Uh, we'll start off with the Melbourne Storm v the Parramatta Reels. The score to win this one was 16-12. to 12. Very, very close. Uh, Melbourne scoring in overtime. What a way to end that game as well. And Parramatta, they were looking really, really good in this one. Really, really dominant as well. Now, I was obviously doubting Josh Hodgson going into this game. Didn't think he was going to be too good. But he had really solid performance there in the number nine jersey in some points of the game outplaying Harry Grant as well just with his deception out of dummy half the way that he runs the ball out of dummy half as well even going into the middle in some sets you know uh, the center goes into dummy half and he gets the ball as first or second receiver and just absolutely blows uh, the Melbourne Storm off the park that try that he set up there for Junior Paolo was just absolutely sensational coming out um, as second receiver I think he was in that play um, you know Going, showing the unders and then popping the ball. A really nice, easy ball out there to Junior Paolo. It wasn't too rough. Uh, we saw a few passes that were passed a little bit too rough. Obviously, the Luke Keary one tonight. Butcher on the weekend came off his chest. Uh, it was ruled a knock-on, but we'll get to that in a second. But just some examples there of some passes. You know, the short balls and uh, even some of the long balls that just need to be thrown a little bit softer. Hit the guy on the chest. I think that's all that really needed to happen there. And uh, you know, Josh Hodgson showing his experience, showing his skill and set up uh, Junior Paolo for a really, really solid try. But it was a really solid game there as well um, in general from the Parramatta Reels. They came in really tough. They looked really good to start. 
Uh, the short dropouts as well, a big play to start the game, especially at the start of a game as well. Uh, Harry Grant went for a 40-20. It was just a big game with some big moments in this one. 40-20 at a dummy half as well for Harry Grant. Um, he's sort of exploring a new part of his game there, kicking out a dummy half. Haven't seen too much of it from Harry Grant. It's more of a Reed Marnie thing. Um, but Harry Grant kicking out of dummy half as well, um, adding some things to his game, which would just make him even better. Um, really impressed with Harry, Harry Grant in that game. Obviously started a little slow, had two knock-ons at the start, uh, but slowly eased into this game for me. Slowly eased into this game and started to look really, really good. Uh, I thought Isaac Loom Loom was quite good to start the game as well. Really tough carries out of his own end when the ball was kicked to him as well. Uh, he looked quite dangerous. Parramatta to start as well. They had some really impressive set plays. Um, uh, the one where Junior Polo gets the ball in the middle of the field and makes the defense shift in thinking that he's about to run the ball, run straight over them uh, to score a try. Then he turns his back to the defense and pops the ball out to um, to Mitch Moses. Then he gets the ball to Dylan Brown uh, and that they do a spread set that way. That was uh, first class as well because the defense shifts in on Junior Paolo thinking he's going to run the ball. Then he pops it out to Mitch Moses and, um, and they spread the ball and automatically they just have the numbers there because the defense is compressed in and it really worked well. Um, on the Melbourne defenders. They were able to capitalize on that play, but it was a really solid one. And against many other teams in this competition, especially the um, the lower-ranked teams on the ladder, uh, pulling off a play like that probably works every single time. Um, so, yeah, some of their set plays, that, that one being an example, but uh, a really solid set, a bunch of set plays to start the game from Parramatta. I thought that throughout the game, when the game got a bit tougher, when it got a bit closer, uh, they weren't really relying on those set plays. They were sort of trying to get the ball out to the winger, uh, to the center, to sort of do something with them out wide and spreading the ball very quickly as well, particularly because in Melbourne have a pretty decent, you know, uh, outside backs and back line, even with a few injuries there. But they had a few guys out, particularly one being uh, Justin Olam. And they were particularly, you know, going for his edge uh, on that right-hand side as well and spreading the ball out there quite a bit to guys like Mike Acevo. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, some of the set plays that uh, Parramatta were doing, they were playing some really smart football. And I think smart football could have won them this game. I still can't believe Melbourne won this one. Uh, Eels definitely deserve to win it with the with the amount of um, effort that they had put into this game. And to be leveled with the Melbourne Storm side is pretty impressive there. From power to start the year, you know, Melbourne, they always come out and win the first game. They've done it for about 20 years now. And that's not even being hyperbolic. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that said that uh, the Melbourne Storm haven't lost a round one game for 21 years, I think it was. So pretty impressive stat there for the Melbourne Storm. And uh, the Eels nearly making that just the 21 years, not making it 22, but the Melbourne Storm obviously did win this one. I thought the Melbourne Storm really did have some tough defense, but so did the Parramatta Reels in this game. I mean, Jermaine Hopgood was absolutely sensational in the middle there in defense um, in that 13 jersey. Uh, I think it was 57 tackles that he made. I think he missed seven, but 57 tackles regardless is absolutely amazing. I think it was around the 55, 56, 57 mark for tackles for Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, also ran for over 100 meters as well, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, I mean, a monster effort there. He scored 87, I think it was, uh, fantasy points. The number seven just comes to mind there. I think it was like 57 meters, uh, 57 uh, tackles, sorry, 
um, and then seven missed, and then 87-something or something like that fantasy points. He was in the 80s for sure. But regardless of fantasy, I mean, he was fantastic. He was so good. Defense, attack, it was all there for me. He's being the link man in the, in the middle, uh, a role that usually Ryan Madison takes, but he uh, did it to a really, really high standard. I reckon he could even push Ryan Madison to an edge. I think that was the plan regardless. Uh, there was a lot of hype around Jermaine Hopgood as well coming into this game, but he definitely lived it up for me. Uh, so Storm with some tough defense. Uh, Storm somewhat uncomfortable out there as well, particularly when they were making those errors at the start. Uh, guys like Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, they looked really, really uncomfortable. Um, but it was almost like they didn't have a set plan uh, for, for the majority of the start of that game, particularly the first half of that first half. Jeez, uh, it's a bit of wordplay there from Big Les. But uh, particularly at the start of the game, in the first 20 minutes or so, they looked really, really uncomfortable, the Melbourne Storm, in, in attack, in my opinion. Uh, Hodgson's service out of dummy half. I don't know what it is about Parramatta hookers, but his service out of dummy half was absolutely insane. I loved it. Service out of dummy half. Crafty play as well coming out of dummy half. That try for Junior Paolo. Uh, just some other examples where he's coming out of dummy half and uh, really confused the defense. Even that set when they were going short side, Josh Hodgson got the ball. He was holding the ball in two hands, making the defense think that he was going to pass it out wide. And uh, dummies twice out wide and puts that beautiful grubber through uh, to get a repeat set there for the Parramatta Reels as well. Um, I mean, just some of the little things that he did, just the little things like holding the ball in the, in the two hands, uh, those two dummies there coming out of dummy half, uh, showing the unders, and then that beautiful soft ball to Junior Polo. Uh, just the little things that Josh Hodgson did and the service as well, the service out of dummy half. I mean... Uh, he was sensational. Probably one of the players of the game for me, for Parramatta, to be honest. Uh, he was unreal, the service. Even the defense as well. I think he got uh, around 30 tackles as well. So he had a really good knockout there, Josh Hodgson. Definitely one of the players of the game for me. Uh, the Storm, we talked about them being uncomfortable. They were a bit unorganized as well. We talked about that already uh, in attack a little bit. I thought Nick Meaney, if there was any positives for Melbourne in the first you know, 20 minutes of that game or even just throughout the entirety of the game. Nick Meaney was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic in this one. He was everywhere, ran for 210 metres or thereabouts and was just absolutely everywhere. Got his hands on the ball nearly every set. So uh, looked really dangerous in this one. And if he plays like that over the next few weeks with Ryan Pappenhausen out, uh, the Melbourne Storm, they could go quite well. Um, Grant was forcing penalties. He really came into this game strong uh, after about 20 minutes. It took him 20 minutes to sort of adjust and get used to Parramatta uh, and get comfortable. I think Munster was sort of the same there, but once they got used to uh, this Parramatta side, they were really, really effective there, Harry Grant and Cameron Munster. I thought that Munster had some really good touches as well, looking dangerous, trying to break the line. Uh, Credit to Parramatta's defense as well. Uh, They really held Melbourne out well. Uh, especially Nick Meaney, those times where he was looking really dangerous and made a few line breaks. Parramatta's defense was great. I thought Wonga Blake looked okay, put on a bit of size noticeably. Uh, his defense was great, Wonga Blake, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, as I said, he put on he put on a ton of size. He looked way bigger than he did last year. I think the plan is to keep him at center, obviously losing Tom Opacek. I think the plan is to move him into the centers now. Uh, I think that's a pretty decent plan there from the Parramatta Reels as well. I think his best position is center. Didn't like him on the wing. Think he's a better center. And geez, he's put on the size for it as well. He looks unreal. Um, going into this year. Um, I think he has another level in his game, though, too. Wonga Blake, so I'd be very keen to see how that one goes. Uh, 
Tirumu, Greg came off the bench. I thought he was quite impressive. Um, you know, really tough carries and uh, banging off defenders, a few t- tackle busts of his own. Uh, the Storm in the second half, though, came out and they really started showing it to this uh, Eels defense a little bit. Now, the Eels defense in the first half, um, I thought they weathered the Storm there, pardon the pun, in terms of their defense and their attack. But the Storm came out in the second half and sort of leveled the playing field a bit. Uh, as I said, Harry Grant, he really improved there. He played the full 80 minutes as well, Harry Grant, uh, with really solid defense as well in the hooking role. Uh, Junior Paolo, a meter eater, and he had zero tackles missed also in that game, which was really impressive there by Junior Paolo. Um, Cameron Munster's kicking game towards the back end of the game as well was great. Pretty much pinpoint there from Munster. I thought Dylan Brown, I thought he was really quiet. I thought Mitch Moses was getting a lot more of the ball. And Dylan Brown only had a few runs in the second half, didn't gain many meters. I just thought it was very, very quiet in this game. I think that, you know, if they give him more ball, I think this side's going to be a lot more dangerous as well. But I'd love to see Dylan Brown just run the ball a bit more. We saw how effective Dylan Brown was running the ball last year. It was one of the things that got Parramatta into the grand final as well. Just his ability to run the ball. He's so dangerous when he runs the ball. He's not just a defensive half. He proved that last year. Hopefully, he can get back to last year's form in the next few weeks because we know how effective uh, Dylan Brown is running the ball in this Parramatta outfit. We would really like to see him get back to form. I think he would be really effective uh, in this Parramatta side, especially with how well they're playing and the set plays they have. Adding Dylan Brown to the equation, uh, it just is unstoppable there. Uh, As we said it before, Nick Meany, really profess- impressive start to the year. Professive, eh? I uh, don't think that's a word. Impressive start to the year there for Nick Meany. Uh, Josh Hodson's ball playing. We talked about that already. Uh, I like the fact that there weren't many stoppages in this game as well. Not many stoppages at all. I thought that was really, really nice to see. The game flowed a bit more, uh, and it was just more enjoyable to watch for me. Harry Grant's finish, the, the try at the end there, was fantastic. Bryce Cartwright playing 80 minutes as well, I think is another... Uh, sort of note to take there. Bryce Cartwright playing the full 80. Not look, not bad. Not bad. I think he also can take it to another level there. But I thought that defensively and in attack, he was okay on that edge there. Uh, but we'll talk about the Harry Grant finish now. I mean, that was absolutely unbelievable. The direction that game was going in, I thought the Eels were going to win it for sure with the defense. I thought they were going to hold out Melbourne. Uh, and then uh, Mitch Moses for the field goal there. But Harry Grant scoring a try to finish the game. Um, that was incredible there uh, from Harry Grant. And look, uh, for me, in my opinion, I think with the way the Eels played, they definitely deserve to win that one. But uh, look, it's still a strong start to the year for the Eels and for Melbourne for me. Um, I am a bit worried though, because obviously Munster will be out for two to three weeks getting surgery on that finger. Uh, did not look pretty. Apparently the bone popped out as well. And there was a break uh, with the dislocation as well. Uh, so two to three weeks there, recovery. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see who they put in the six with Munster out over the next few days. Um, I think Tyron Wishart will probably be the most likely one. We sort of talked about this in the podcast already. Tyron Wishart, probably the most likely one. I would love to see Jonah Pezzett make his debut. We've already seen Bronson Garlic come into the team. Uh, for me, I think he'll be on the bench more often in this side. I'll be really surprised if he isn't in the side going into this weekend. 
Um, but yeah, I'd love to see another debutante for the Melbourne Storm. I'd love to see Jonah Pezzett get a crack. Uh, they've also got Jaded Nicarima there. Don't think he'll be getting that sixth jersey. Uh, I think he'll probably most likely go to Tyron Wishart, uh, particularly because of the fact that they can swap Nick Meaning and him around in games if they really want to. They can put Wishart at fullback with Meaning at six. Um, but I think that Meany will keep his fullback spot because of the game he had, uh, a really effective game uh, against the Parramatta Reels last week. I think they're going to keep him there. I think they'll probably go with Wishart at six just quietly, but even having Pezzett on the bench there in the 14 jersey would be really, really awesome to see there from the Melbourne Storm. We talked about Hopgood already. He's an absolute gun. He lived up to the hype. Para looked dangerous, and I'm very excited to see Para going into next year. Oh, <laughs> 